Okay, good afternoon. This is Richard Shu, host of Shoe Untied, where I interview lawyers. Today, I'm very pleased and honored to have with me as my guest, Mike Callahan, who's Senior Vice President and General Counsel at LinkedIn. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you, Richard. Thanks for having me. So, Mike, um, you've got a very interesting background. You were the GC of Yahoo. And I wanted to ask you, you know, obviously you were at two iconic companies, you know, sort of the Web 1.0 and the Web 2.0. Tell me a little bit about how the experience is different and what's it like being in those two companies at two very, very different times, two very, very different companies. Give me a little feel about some of the differences between that. Uh, Certainly over the time I was at Yahoo, we had the benefit of experiencing your point around Web 1.0 and a business model that for better or for worse, bounced around between a lot of different opportunities that the company was thinking about pursuing. The upside of that was being with a team that without a lot of definition in the legal structure and legal world around what the rules of the road were for the internet at that time and a very light regulatory environment at the same time, the ability to be creative and think about all the different uh, possibilities and li- both in legal work and business work that we got to pursue. And as the team and the company grew, assembled a group of professionals that, whether it was on the business side or the legal side, went on to other companies within Silicon Valley, including many of the leaders here at LinkedIn and at Airbnb and at Facebook and at WhatsApp and other companies, have done great things uh, after the fact. And so being exposed to that in the early days from both the legal perspective and the business perspective was really exciting. Coming to LinkedIn, one of the great changes that it's been a lot of fun to be a part of is being with a social network company on a professional social network basis. And while Yahoo was an early uh, company and Web 1.0 in terms of the portal environment and email and communications tools, the social experience is totally different on the mm-hmm. internet. And it's not something I'd worked in professionally before. The privacy paradigms being different, the business model in general being different, and learning about that from all the great people that are already here at LinkedIn, including those on the legal team that my predecessor hired, is something that's been a lot of fun to join a business very different than Yahoo that was already quite successful four years post-IPO with an established legal team, although smaller than the one we have now, uh, and finding a way to leverage that and kind of accelerate things into the future of what we've tried to accomplish. What made you decide to come to LinkedIn to begin with? That was a decision that took several months to come to. I had left Yahoo, took some time off, and was at uh, auction.com, now 10x, uh, working on sort of online real estate marketplace. And I had a relationship with Jeff Weiner uh, that went back many years to our time together at Yahoo, uh, including after he left Yahoo to come to LinkedIn. And when Erica Rottenberg, who built the team here at LinkedIn, took the company through the IPO, had decided to move on, Jeff and I started a dialogue about uh, would it be an opportunity for us to work together again. And what I came to in terms of the decision was my personal connection to the mission of LinkedIn around connecting our members to opportunity on a global basis was something that really started to resonate when I understood more about the passion that LinkedIn employees bring to that mission every single day. Mm -hmm. And marrying that with some of the work that uh, I'm interested in outside of uh, LinkedIn and also with what we could do here uh, was something pretty exciting. And ultimately, as I met more people on the team, got really excited about the chance to do that. Was it a tough decision in the sense of you, know, you were giving, obviously you were a startup before, but and I'm sure you like working with startups. Was it a tough decision to join a company that was so much bigger and you know not, didn't have so much the startup feel? I think the, um, the biggest part of the decision that I needed to come around to personally, which I'm very glad I did, 
was after leaving Yahoo and, and certainly well-publicized, uh, interesting history the last four years there at Yahoo <laughs> in terms of changes in the business and the external environment. Uh, coming back into a public company, GC Job was something that I thought a lot about simply because I had done it for almost nine years at Yahoo and was that the next experience that I wanted. But what won me over was that connection to the mission and getting back to really an environment in a business that was growing quite well, uh, mm. had a lot of market opportunity ahead of it, and the international issues that we were facing were pretty interesting. Mm. So it's something that was ultimately really compelling. Tell me a little bit about how the younger Mike Callahan GC is different from the older Mike Callahan GC. What, what experiences did you learn from your Yahoo experience that made you a little bit different and how, maybe how you managed or how you dealt with things? Tell me a little bit about that. I think one of the developments that... Uh, I've gone through personally from 2003 when I became GC at Yahoo to to now, uh, 14 years later, sounds funny to say it out loud like that, is appreciating the power of listening to those around me. Hmm. So one of the professional gifts that I think I've been the recipient of is working with some people over many years uh, at Yahoo and other places and building those relationships on the Yahoo team and then other teams too, where my relationship with my direct reports is one where I hope and continue to invest in that they feel like they can take anything to me at any time mm-hmm. in, in a way of when I'm about to go down a path that I've gone down before and I'm going to mess it up, which I and everybody else makes mistakes, that that team will identify that for me up front. Mm-hmm. And that level of trust that goes both ways, which is... I want to hear the creative ideas and where I'm going to make a mistake and where that mistake is going to come again. And I think that's an area that it takes time uh, to develop that maybe it's a confidence as a leader to say, I want this team around me that it's a, it's a give and take where we are open about where things have gone well and where they haven't and how we can learn from that. And mm-hmm. it's something that I think I've had to develop over time to continue to invest in an environment where people feel open for sharing that. Now, you touched upon earlier how much, obviously, the Internet 2.0 is so much different world. It, the, the, there's so much more regulatory landscape than, obviously, when you're at Yahoo, obviously, in securities, privacy, a lot of areas. Did you th- was, it, was it less fun being a, a public GC the second time around than the first time? How, how, what would you say about that? Or was it still pretty fun? It's still pretty fun. And I think what has changed uh, in the environment and the Internet from a legal and regulatory perspective is – and it's some of the folks that you've interviewed for this show, which is Web 1.0, 99, 2000, 2001, Startups did not think about regulatory, legal issues right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. It was something that was an afterthought. The first hires were in engineering and business development and finance, CFO, long before you think about a general counsel. Now, it's completely reversed. That so many of the businesses that have been so successful in the last few years, when you think about the disruptive business models with Uber and Airbnb and others, regulatory and legal affairs is the first and sort of most important area that they're focused on. And it's really no different from how we think about our business, which is for LinkedIn, central principle for us is around members first in our products and in our business. And when we think about the trust that we've built with the members at LinkedIn, Using LinkedIn every single day as a professional social network is a choice that our members make. And they're only going to make that choice if we honor the commitment that we've made to them for trust. And the regulatory landscape has moved along with that, where when I talk to other general counsels, cybersecurity, privacy, 
European data protection regulation are the things that everyone is spending the most time on. And that was not the case 15 years ago. Yeah, and I think the business models have become uh, developed in a way that that issue is critical to what uh, people expect and now what regulators expect. But it still makes it fun, partly because uh, the ever-changing landscape the U.S., ironically, sort of the less interesting of those, uh, more predictable and one that we all have come to understand. Europe presents a special challenge for global businesses like us. We operate in China, presents a special challenge for us. Uh, we've had some highly publicized issues in, in Russia uh, on data protection. And so because of that patchwork and, and balkanization of regulation around the world for privacy and data protection, it's something that makes it fun and really intellectually and uh, business-wise challenging. Now, one of the questions I'd like to ask GC is because not having been a GC and recognizing that you have so, you know, you're responsible for so many different areas of law. You manage, obviously, a huge team. How do you prioritize what to focus on? I mean, I'm sure there's any number of things you could spend more time on or you wish you could spend more time on. You Obviously, time is limited. You know, we can't make more time. How do you prioritize what you're going to focus on? So, we have a process that we work through as a team uh, and it, it develops with our annual planning each year. And two of the critical inputs for that planning process are our employee voice survey, where we get feedback from our global team around what issues are on their minds around career development or compensation or communication or workflow allocation. So we have some talent-related initiatives that uh, we understand the feedback from the team and we can prioritize those. The second is a client survey that we develop, which goes out to several hundred, I think 500 plus senior business leaders at LinkedIn, uh, where they come back to us with what we're doing well, what we need to improve on, areas that they would like to see us focus on. So that gives us some inputs in terms of where we're connecting well with our client base and where we're not and where we can focus. Third input is the business planning process itself. And at LinkedIn, we use a quarterly business review process. So I have and my uh, direct reports have a clear line into what the business units are focused on for the next year and the next quarter, and we can build our prioritization around that. For me personally and for my leadership team, Talent is our number one priority. We can't be successful as a team and as a business if we're not continually investing in how are we recruiting and retaining the best talent in the Valley uh, and really globally. And so that's something that we focus on all the time. Second, prioritization is really going to be around the business needs that we're, that we're looking at and uh, trying to focus each day on what's the most critical talent initiatives and what's the most critical business initiatives that we need to get done is something that I've kind of used as my own yardstick for how to allocate my time each day. What are some of the favorite things that you enjoy doing? If it's a specific area of law that you really, you know, relish getting into, or is it, you know, mentoring younger lawyers? Give me a full feel for what are some of the, the things that you really enjoy doing about this job? I think one of the things that I have enjoyed over time is building a great uh, team and like we had at Yahoo and like we have here at LinkedIn and then watching people move on to other opportunities where they become successful in their next and career. And so some of the teammates that we had at Yahoo and we have here at LinkedIn have moved on to be general counsels or business leaders in other companies around the Valley and around the world. And that's something that I particularly like. And then keeping in touch with those people, both for my, uh, where I need help on things and can ask their perspective and vice versa. And that network uh, that has been created over a couple decades uh, I've been doing this is something that I really value and really enjoy. Uh, and it continues even now where my relationships with other GCs in the Valley are ones that I've had from this company and previous companies and they've had at other companies, but it's a way for us to stay in touch and really share best practices and learnings. And that's something that, um, 
I've come to really enjoy, and it's been quite valuable, I think, in being successful uh, in the job. In terms of areas of law, I think one of the things that I've always been interested in personally, uh, my undergrad was in non-Western history and diplomacy, and uh, external affairs, international relations is something that I've been really interested in personally. And so both at Yahoo and here at LinkedIn, developing our international business and our international footprint is something that I've always been very interested in, and it continues to this day. Now, when you first took this job, I assumed you, you didn't have any idea it was going to get acquired by Microsoft, but did you have a sort of a pre-idea of like, you know, how many years you're going to commit to doing this, or did you think, who knows, I could do this until I retire? What was kind of your mind when you when you agreed to take the job? I didn't really have a long-term goal as, you know, it'd be for X number of years. Uh, as I mentioned, really excited about the mission, uh, a lot to learn uh, in a whole new business model uh, and the social networking side and was really more interested in seeing how it would develop and being up for a new challenge. And it's proven to be that. What What was maybe one thing that was different from your expectations, even though you had a pretty good idea and you sort of knew what you wanted, that when you got here, you you know didn't realize coming in was even different than your expectations before the you took privacy the paradigms in a professional social network. And so I had a uh, a way of thinking about the privacy landscape coming from Yahoo, uh, largely an advertising business built off profiles that are built from activity around the web uh, and on Yahoo, compared to the LinkedIn model where our members share lots of information publicly and privately, both some with LinkedIn and some publicly in their profiles, want to be identified for opportunities, want to be found for new career and other opportunities on the network. And so how that information is shared externally uh, with other partners of LinkedIn and with business partners, how our members share it with us and what we do internally with that information, honoring the principles that we have with our members of members first and clarity, consistency and control was a whole new way of thinking about the privacy paradigm than I'd ever worked in before. And so that that was both a challenge and it's been fun to learn more about it from the team here has been great at developing it and, and thinking about the next generation of that. Now, it sounds like you're obviously thoroughly enjoying this job. It sounds like you're having a lot of fun. If you were to do something else, what would that, might, might that be? Would it be to do another startup or what, what, else is, what else are possibilities of things that you might consider at some point? Um, I've, I'm not thinking about any other possibilities now. My excitement post-acquisition by Microsoft is around both being able to continue to grow LinkedIn uh, in terms of the business that we have already, even before the acquisition, and the partnership opportunities that we have with Microsoft are pretty exciting. And thinking about the future of what we can do to further LinkedIn's mission and vision in partnership with Microsoft's footprint, both in the enterprise and in Outlook and other areas around uh, their business are pretty exciting opportunities, and so pretty invested in making those successful. Mike, it's been a fascinating conversation. I really appreciate your taking the time. If you do decide to do something else, you'll definitely have to come back and tell me about it. I will do that. Thank you, Richard, for having me. This is Richard Chu and Mike Callahan. Thanks.